Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon, Bonnie from Oklahoma. Hopefully, will be joining us again next week. All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, we are taping this Thursday afternoon, September thirteenth, just after two o'clock, uh, and the two p.m. advisory has come out for Hurricane Florence. We have seen Hurricane Florence go from a Category 4 storm to a Category 2 storm. It's currently a Cat 2, winds of 100 miles an hour, and the big story here has it's now basically slowed down, moving west-northwest at 5 miles an hour. Uh, The storm has degraded a little bit, uh, and models did forecast that the last two days, so it's it's basically staying on course. Uh, The story today and the story tomorrow will be the immense amount of rain that's going to fall. Um, depending on where you are on the South Carolina coast, um, northward into North Carolina on their southern coast, you could be anywhere from maybe one to two feet of rain, if not more. Uh, we've already seen flash flood warnings put out for some of the barrier islands uh, around North Carolina. Uh, the storm is sitting currently as of two o'clock, roughly about 100 miles east-southeast of Wilmington, North Carolina, or 155 miles east of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So the storm is making its way slowly off to the west. The model forecasts are going to have it now start to come back down in a southwest motion and basically skirt along the North Carolina and South Carolina coast before it goes inland. And again, we all now wait to see how much rain is going to happen and how much storm surge is going to happen. Um, Forecasts say that there could be three or four high tide cycles where you're going to get all the storm surge and all this rain and there will be catastrophic flooding. And there's no doubt about it from everything that we've seen, uh, even so far just today, the storm uh, and some of the outer bands made it into North Carolina, into the barrier islands. And we were looking at uh, the immense amount of flooding and storm surge with that. So even though there's only a category two and you have sustained winds of a hundred miles an hour, you still have significant effects of, rainfall you still have significant effects of storm surge and we're talking about storm surge in some places up to possibly nine feet um and i gotta give props to the weather channel if you've seen any of their coverage uh they keep doing this comparison where they're doing their 3d uh virtual reality graphics where it shows you know the storm surge at three feet six feet and then nine feet and you gotta remember that's nine feet of water you know in any given spot there that's just the amount of of liquid precip that it takes to you know make nine feet of water is just astronomical it's a lot and I'm, I'm just you know saying that for anything from a foot of storm surge up to nine feet i mean just the amount of water you imagine is just there three feet will float a car six feet will most likely remove it and then nine feet will you know push it somewhere but you got to remember everything else then is in the water you're talking about chemicals and animals and fish and snakes and everything else that you get on the east coast that you know when you have that much water everybody's trying to find dry ground and you know if you're a creature human or animal you're going to want to try and be safe so again hopefully you have already left um you know 
the people listening to this podcast are going to be like, oh, of course they left. I mean, you hear this the day of and after the hurricane makes landfall. I understand that. But that's why we tell people in advance, heed the warnings. It's really important that if you are given an evacuation notice, you need to go. It's just that simple. You know, would they do that to sustain your life? They do that to sustain your property. It's not one of those things like, listen, we know it's going to be an inconvenience, so we just need you to leave. No, they're doing it because it's going to save your life and possibly save your property. A house can be replaced. A car can be replaced. A human being cannot be replaced. So that's why we say when you when you get the evacuation notice, you need to leave. But again, the 2 p.m. advisory has just come out for Hurricane Florence. 100 mile an hour sustained winds. It is a category two. Central uh, pressure is 955 millibars. We've seen that come up uh, over the last 24 to 36 hours. But again, with that said, it's still a very dangerous storm. And I know somebody from the Weather Channel had retweeted it earlier, but the most deadly storm in terms of like storm surge uh, and loss of life came with a Category 2 storm. So why this is not the big bad Category 4 storm or a major hurricane at landfall yet Um and we'll get into the forecast track here in a second, but it needs to be drummed into people's heads. This is still a very, very dangerous storm. The wind is going to be a factor. The rain is definitely going to be a factor, and storm surge will be a factor. If this storm follows the current course and it stays offshore, uh, there is some chance it does strengthen a little bit. I know some of the forecast models still say it's going to bump back up to a Category 3 before uh, landfall tonight or early tomorrow morning. There is still a chance. You look at their satellite picture, you see that the storm is kind of regenerating the eye wall. It's still intact. It's still a Category 2. It could strengthen a little bit more into a Category 3 before landfall. But like I said, the forecast track has it coming, skirting along the North Carolina coast, moving southwest down into South Carolina before it finally comes ashore. This is not going to be one of those storms, though, that's a quick hit in terms of it's here for 24 hours and then it gets caught up in the jet stream and, you know, blown up the eastern seaboard and then out over the ocean. This thing is literally going to come in, come in shore or come on shore and we'll sit and we'll just dump rain for 24, 48, 72 hours. So that's why we're saying we're looking at catastrophic flooding because we're looking at rainfall rates, you know, an inch an hour. For several hours, we could be looking at one to two feet of rain in some spots, maybe more. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, they were saying just today and tomorrow, they're expecting to get three months worth of rain in one day. So you can understand why people are significantly worried about this. I know the Army Corps of Engineers has opened a couple dams and trying to get water into the river system and get it flushed out before all the rain comes to help mitigate the possibility of more flooding. There are places that are going to flood, and I believe that people are ready for it. Now it's just kind of wait and see what happens. But if you know people that are in South Carolina or North Carolina or even Southern Virginia, West Virginia, uh, the eastern half of Tennessee, upstate Georgia, these places are all going to have immense amount of rain. And people need to be prepared for flash floods. Do not drive through a street that has a road closed signed. Do not drive through a puddle where you literally cannot see the bottom of it. Uh, you know, we say turn around, don't drown. And that's very important because you do not know what's happening underneath the road. There was a great video that was making its rounds on social media this week of reasons why you don't drive through a puddle. And you literally watch this road wash away underneath. And if there's ponding water or rushing water over a river or over a road, you don't know what's underneath it. So again, if you can't see the bottom 
of the ground as you're driving through a puddle, just turn around. It's not worth it. I know that we're all in a rush to maybe get somewhere. Uh, we're tired of the rain. We're tired of the storm. But just don't be dumb. Take a couple extra minutes. It will be worth it. Risking your life, risking your car is absolutely 100% not worth it. You want to be smart. You want to be safe. Take your time. And again, with the amount of rain coming, there will be flooding. There is no question about that. It's going to happen. So just be safe. You know, take an extra five minutes. Uh, have a couple backup routes if you, if you can. I know that most places, you know, freeways are going to be bogged down with traffic, either evacuees trying to leave or come back once the storm passes. Have a couple backup routes just in case. Because, again, you don't want to be driving over pounding water. You want to make sure that you can get home safely. If you are an evacuee, please wait until they reopen your area. We can't stress that enough. There are times where people come back too early and somehow drive around a roadblock and they come in and find that, you know, the area is still not safe. So if you're an evacuee coming back home, uh, I hope and pray that everything is intact with your home and, you know, you have minimal damage, if any at all, because that's the best case scenario. But again, heed the warnings, heed what the local officials are telling you. It's super important that you do because they're trying to keep you safe. And that's what this ultimately comes down to. We're trying to sustain human life here. Um, I know that earlier in the week, the National Weather Service said this might be a storm uh, of a lifetime, and that is very possible uh, with the amount of rain and the amount of wind and the amount of storm surge, um, especially where this storm is coming. Um, we've talked a lot about, Bonnie and I have, about you know storms and that uh, top right quadrant or quadrant four, which is the most powerful part of the storm. That is battering the North Carolina coast that will be battering the South Carolina coast. So you're going to get all this rain. You're going to get all of this, you know, storm surge. You're going to get all the winds in this area and it's just going to just add up. It compounds. It's not one of those things where it's, Oh, well, this story's going to be all about rain. This story is about rain, wind and flooding. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, gusts already out on the coast. I've seen one gust so far that's above hurricane force, but everything else is extremely strong. Tropical, force winds the storm is a category two yes it's not the category four it once was but that does not matter the winds are still there okay the tropical storm force winds extend several hundred miles out from the eye the hurricane force winds are not as expansive but they are getting that way so you're going to start to get hurricane force winds on the outer banks tonight you're going to start to get them on the carolina coast on the continental side, you're going to get them in South Carolina as well. So you're going to feel the wind effect. It's going to ramp up, and it's not going to be over anytime soon. We're, like I said, we're looking at a three- to four-day storm here. Some places will get out of it quicker than others, but for the most part, the major impacts are going to be three to four days, and then the cleanup will begin after that. So, again, the 2 p.m. update that we've been talking about, it's a Category 2. The storm is at 100 miles an hour. Uh, it is moving now extremely slow, five miles an hour. This thing had been trucking across the Atlantic at 15, 16, 17 miles an hour. And then just today, it is slammed on the brakes. It is now moving at five miles an hour. Uh, the models have done a relatively good job in the forecast track. I think the Euro has probably done the best. Uh, the GFS has come around to that solution. So I think they're handling it both relatively well. But again, just be safe out there, please. Do not do anything crazy. If they tell you to leave, you need to leave. And I hope that you've already left. 
Uh, and again, just follow officials when they say it's safe to come back home. We want people to survive. We want people to be able to say, listen, you know, we did the right thing. We rode out Florence in a safe spot. Uh, we came home. And like I said, I hope and pray that your property is not damaged. But if it is, I hope it's a quick cleanup uh, so you can get back to your normal lives. But uh, it's a serious storm. You know, it's nothing to laugh at. And when we look back at the storms of this year, Florence will be up there. Um, and we know the other parts of the tropics are busy right now. I wanted to cover strictly just Florence today just to get the word out there again. It's a dangerous storm, but please, please, please heed the warnings. You know, if you can, turn on the TV, watch the Weather Channel. They're doing amazing wall-to-wall coverage. It's the best that you're going to find out there. I know everybody else covers storms too, but the Weather Channel, they have the most people. They have the most knowledge. Uh, and I'm not paid by them to say that. It's just, it's true. As somebody that works in the business and I know the quality of people that they hire and the product that they produce, it it is the best coverage. So sit back, watch the Weather Channel, enjoy the storm if you can. I know those that, you know, are not in the area. Like I'm not, I'm on the West Coast, so I'm, I'm watching storm coverage because I'm interested in it. But heed the warnings, listen to what they're telling you, and everybody will be safe. We will talk to you next week. I hope everybody has a great week. You've been listening to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. And like I said, we will chat with you next week.